If you're like most men in our audience, you're committed to becoming the man, husband, father, and leader God called and created you to be. But the truth of the matter is, you struggle with either finding the time or knowing where to start. That's exactly why I created the Real Men Spiritual Leader Blueprint to give you a step-by-step, easy-to-follow guide to spiritually leading your family, even if you're a new believer. Now, you can't buy the Real Men Spiritual Leader Blueprint, but you can get it for free by signing up for our free e-newsletter. By signing up, you will be notified anytime fresh content is added to my site, so you don't always have to visit my blog to stay up-to-date on the latest information. Now, to get your free copy of the Real Men Spiritual Leader Blueprint, just visit realmenconnect.com and simply enter your name and email address on the form on the page. So if you're tired of trying to figure it all out and fit it all in as the spiritual leader, provider, and protector of your family, don't miss your chance to discover how to be the man God called and created you to be. Sign up today at realmenconnect.com. Welcome to Real Men Connect. Are you ready to be the extraordinary man, husband, father, and leader God called and created you to be? Then get ready to receive wisdom and guidance from some of the country's most respected men of faith as you learn everything you need to know to go from good man to great man God's way. No judgment, no shame. Just real men with real challenges seeking real change. All for God's glory. Hello, mighty men of God, and welcome to the Real Men Connect podcast, where we help good men become great men God's way. I'm your host, Dr. Joe Martin, and every week we interview some of the nation's most respected and accomplished men of faith to find out what it really takes to become the kind of husband, father, and spiritual leader God called and created us to be. Each interview session is packed with practical, proven biblical principles you can immediately apply in your relationships, on your job, and in your community. And today we have with us my new guest and my new friend, Janabu Williams. And Janabu was born and raised and educated in East Orange, New Jersey. Um, he's part of the public school system up there, and I'm I'm, I'm very familiar with um, East Orange. I can't wait to even talk <laughs> about his school district. And Janabu Williams um, got his um, bachelor's degree in sociology from Montclair State University and a master's in public administration from Rutgers University and he has a master's in educational leadership from Montclair State University as well. And Janabo is truly, um, he truly enjoys educating and empowering our youth and he has worked with youth and families throughout his professional career. He is currently a special education supervisor in Patterson Public School District and has spent countless hours creating policies that impact student achievement. He's also the international director of Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated male mentoring program called the Sigma Beta Club, which provides leadership and oversight of the fraternities of 2,000 young men of color located throughout the country. And he serves as a deacon and a director of his church church's male um, youth group entitled My Son Ministry. And hopefully he'll tell us a little bit more about that. And, and Janabu currently resides in East Orange, like as I mentioned, in New Jersey with his loving wife, um, Benay. Am I saying that right? You said it right, okay, sir. Benay. Benay, <laughs> in 18 years, congratulations. And they have Thank two you. sons, a day in Joshua, and a day is 21 years old, and Joshua is eight. Now, my project manager, Lauren, first mentioned Janabu to me when she came across a viral video circulating on Facebook about Janabu. And Janabu uh, was doing a, a daily pledge with his son as he was driving him off to school. Now, that video has now been seen by more than 
22 million people. And we'll make sure to include a link to that um, video so you guys can watch. And we'll put that in the show notes. And Lauren said that when she first saw it, she thought about me and my son, who's now 22 years old. You guys heard me mention Kendall a lot on the show because I used to do a similar thing with him. I just never videotaped it. I missed an opportunity. (laughs) But I invited Janava on the show to join us on Real Men Connect today to talk to us about building a foundation of faith in our sons. And I can't wait. And also the challenges that of raising boys in an age of social media, pop culture, and video games and cell phones, and how not to lose our way as fathers as we're helping them find their way as men. So please join me in welcoming to the show, Janabu Williams. Welcome to the show, Janabu. Good afternoon, Dr. Joe. Thank you for for having me. I'm excited to be here. Thank you. Yeah, man. It's my pleasure. And I'm excited. Anytime I get to talk to dads about them and their sons and some of the things that they're doing to build a foundation of faith, it always gets me excited um, because, I, one, I can learn new things, even though um, I'm now my son is, is grown. I, I feel like I'm still fathering younger men. That's so right. I'm always looking for ways to, uh, to build that foundation. But, Janabo, every time we bring a guest on the show and you're new to the show and to the Real Men Connect family, we always ask men to share their favorite Bible verse that gives them inspiration from the word of God. And I'd like to know in this season in your life, what's your favorite Bible verse and why? Yeah, so my my, babe, my favorite Bible verse is really um, is Philippians out of out of Philippians, and it really uh, it, it says that I can do all things through through Christ um, that strengthens me. And it's Philippians four thirteen, and so it's just a daily reminder for me, you know, um, um, as an educator, as a husband, a father, uh, a mentor. Um, pulled in so many different directions and we had to do so many different things and you know you know I, I in the spirit of transparency i struggle i may struggle on any particular day depending upon what the task is before me but i'm always reminded um, um by that verse that i can do all things through christ that strengthens me yeah you know and that's a favorite verse of a lot of men and and we quote that and sometimes we quote it and we forget the real meaning behind it yeah that if you have the power of christ living in you how can you um, how can you not realize how powerful you are? I say there's two things that we can understand as men that would just change our lives. We realize that we're more powerful than we think through the power of the Holy Spirit that works in us. And we're more valuable to God than we know because his son, Jesus Christ, gave his life for us. Those two things in our identity could change everything for us as men. You know, now, Janabu, I, I know I want to get to um, uh, talking about our sons, but, you know, my background is in education, man. And, and we were talking before we got on the air and I'm, I can't um, exercise restraint. But I want these people out there who are listening to this. <laughs> I, you know, I've been to over 750 school districts working with schools um, over two decades um, before I started working with men full time. And I've been to um, Patterson, um, New Jersey. Dude, that's a rough, rough place. <laughs> now, I'm from yes, the hood in Miami, Florida. I grew up in yes, Liberty City, Miami. And if I'm telling you a hood is rough, yes, <laughs> and I grew up in Miami, because yes, I work with some of the kids there, I, I know this is not really on topic. Maybe I guess it is. But I, I just want you to paint a picture of the challenges that you see working in that particular school district so they can get a, a rough idea of the kind of man you are and what you have to see every day. Yeah. So thank you, um, uh, Dr. Joe. So, I mean, really, uh, I would say um, a day in the life for me. Um, again, I actually I'm, I'm a supervisor for a special education program is actually for the, for, for students with severe behavior yeah. disabilities. Yeah, man. And um, so these students, they all of my students come from most of them, I would say probably 95 percent of them come from single single um, uh, uh, parent household wow. where the female is head of household. And, and out of the, the 75 young men, 
student or students in my program, actually about 30% of those single parent household are second generation grandmothers who are raising, wow. you, you know, teenage boys. Wow. So, you know, and again, all of um, 100% of my students, you know, qualify for free and reduce, reduce uh, uh, meals. So that just lets you know from an, uh, an economical, uh, an economic perspective, um, what what they're faced with um, mm-hmm. each and every day. But you know, for me as a as a you know a, a God fearing African American male, um, I know that my presence in that school to those students just means 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 a lot. Um, when I walk into the building, I mean, you know, the students won't say it, but they know that my presence breeds safety. That they know they're not going to be, uh, you know, abused. They know they're not going to be harmed. Um, they know that they're going to be a, in a safe in, in environment. And while, you know, again, with my with my educational credentials, um, I'm confident that I can go into another field and and and, and probably uh, very easily double double my, my my salary. But I know this is something that I'm, I've been called to do, and this is the this the, the path that God's laid out for me. And so um, I take a lot of great pride in each and every day showing up to these uh, to to my job and really just inspiring hope um, into the lives of each and every one of these young men and letting letting them know that um that they're not an accident, they're not mm-hmm. a mistake. The God that we serve does, does does not make mistakes and that he created each and every one of them um, that, you know, for a purpose. And so I try to try to find a creative and innovative way to say to them without, you know, using, you know, scriptures, but to say, that you know, uh, the God that we that we serve, he loves you and he has a wonderful plan for your life. And so, uh, I, I, you know, um, I take a lot of pride in, in what I do and um, I've been able to have great success and, you know, see my students grow in leaps and bounds um, academically as well as socially and emotionally. So um, I enjoy what I do. You know, and Janabu, I'm glad now that I did ask you about that because, see, it's easy um, for people to, to find your video. And because, I mean, I, as soon as I saw the video, I said, man, that's a dude after my own heart, man. That's what I'm talking about. He's being intentional with mm. his son and um, building that foundation of faith, which we're going to get into and we're going to discuss. But I wanted them to understand that. It's easy to sit back and admire you from afar and say, wow, I want to be that kind of dad. But in addition to your own sons, you're de- I know that school district and you're yeah. dealing with some very challenging kids, which could actually drain you before you can get to Joshua uh. <laughs> when you're talking <laughs> with them. And so I- I'm glad that I did ask you that question because it paints a, a picture for us to see that um, you're being stretched, um, yes. not only as a father, but also as an educator. And man, um, even when you're talking about that, you know, I know now God has called me to work with men. But every time I talk to an educator, I get like that itch, like an addict, like I get withdrawn. Like I said, man, I want to be back in the classroom again because you're right. Just the presence, and especially being a man of color, the presence of being in that classroom. I can't. T- I've worked on predominantly white campuses where I taught at the college level. That my presence made an impact on the white kids, mm. and so you can imagine how much of an impact you're making on kids of color when you step right. into a classroom. But don't let me. I don't want this show to be about education because that's I can do the whole show <laughs> and talking about education because that's my wheelhouse, man. But All right. you, you, but you set the stage perfectly as we talk about um, about working uh, with our young men, working with our boys. You know, and any man that I meet, um, I know if he has a heart for mentoring and discipleship, which you do, but that man ha- also has a story. Where did you get, where, where does your story start with why you're so inspired to work um, with your sons as well as other young men? 
my mother, my, my mother's an elder in the church. My father's a reverend. Um, so, you know, my mother and father, they didn't, they, we, they didn't come to Christ officially. I believe I was somewhere around, you know, eight or nine years old. Mm-hmm. But bef- even before my mother and father came to know their calling within the, within the ministry, I mean, they were just always just, we were always just kind people. They were kind people. They, they, they were givers. They, they, they were community uh, minded. They served, you know, they were always were giving things to people within the community. So I grew up seeing that. Um, and so, you know, again, from nine years old, I, again, I was born and raised in a church, um, you know, uh, a Baptist church in the city of Newark, New Jersey. And um, so, you know, for me, it was Sundays. It was Sunday school. Um, you know, Sunday afternoons was, you know, was something with the church. Midweek, it was always something um, that we were doing. And so that Christian foundation was laid, um, a solid foundation was laid for me. Um, and so, um, but it really wasn't until I was about, I'm going to say 35 years old, thir- no, 36 years old, in which until I really knew God. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I had a, you know, I knew who he was, but I didn't have a personal relationship with God. And so sometimes God puts us in a situation which, you know, at the time, you know, I had my first master's degree. I was the president of, of, of my fraternity's uh, chapter. So I was leading over 100 men. Um, you know, uh, civically, I was the executive director of a, YMC, a local YMCA, and I found out that I had a, a 4.5 centimeter uh, uh, meningioma brain tumor oh, on the yes. top of my skull. Wow. And so I found out on a Monday that I was going to need to have emergency surgery, a 12 hour surgery on Friday. And in that season, it didn't matter who I knew. It didn't matter my 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 my, my any type of uh, uh, who I was, you know, in influences that, that I may have had. It didn't matter how much money I made. It didn't matter how good that I was to to people in the community. The only way I was going to get through that situation was through my faith and my belief in God. Mm-hmm. And so I had to, for, for the first time in my life, truly, truly stand on the word of God. And he, you know, and, and the, you know, the scripture that I, I stood on was, uh, you know, Psalms 118 and verse 17 was that, you know, I shall not die, but I shall live and I will declare the works of the Lord. And so I vividly remember sitting on a hospital bed, you know, um, you know, and declaring to God, I said, listen, if you can remove if you if you can remove this cup from me. Yeah. You know, if you can get me out of this situation, God, that I would do, you know, every, that, you know, that everything that I do um, from that moment forward, I would do to honor and serve um, the God who, who I know gave me a second chance. They told me I was going to have mild to severe memory loss that I was going to go to Kessler Institute for Rehabilitation to learn how to walk again. Wow. I was going to take anti seizure medication for the rest of my life. And my wife, uh, uh, you know, um, who, you know, I didn't eat. I didn't even see my wife until that moment. Like I had been married, you know, I guess for that month, probably 10, 11 years at the time, but I didn't never, didn't really see my wife until that moment. And the way she stood flat footed on the word of God mm-hmm. and supported me through that season, um, just solidified our bond. And it really, really crystallized the, you know, the path that God had laid for me to be a blessing to so many other people. So that's really a, you know, a huge part of my why and why, you know, every waking moment that I that I have, I'm always making sure that I, I um, that I that I'm doing something that honors God and and um, and continues to um, to be a blessing to someone else, because I know um, it was through his grace that and um, and that he that I was saved. You know, and I, and I thank you for sharing that with us. 
um, because it was your road to the Damascus mm. experience. Mm. And, you know, you, you said that um, that you had great parents pretty much and, and they came to the Lord. And you, so you were introduced to God at a young, uh, young age. Yep. I guess what I want to know is it took this road to Damascus experience, even with what you were saying, even with your wife, but you didn't you know, you were with her, but you didn't really see her. Exactly. You know, but I want to know that that gap. What do you think now in hindsight, looking backwards, what do you think caused that for you to, quote, lose your way, even though you didn't seem like you were doing anything crazy? It's just that you were kind of detached from the foundation that your parents had built in you, as well as even from from having the kind of relationship you always wanted to have with your wife that you now have. What do you think was causing that that caused that disconnect? I just think that, um, you know, um, my pastor one time said, told me that sometimes you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't realize that, you know, I was a good person. Right. And I just thought that if you treated people good and and, um, you know, um, that, you know, that was that was OK. Um, but I was so unfulfilled and I never, you know, I didn't you know, hear you said to me um, early said two of the most, uh, you know, things in which you want men to know is that we're powerful more powerful than we think mm. and they were more valuable to god than than, than we know right. and i and, and i think that just kind of crystallized for me you know the, those those years the, those those dark years in which i had no idea how powerful i was i had no idea you know um you know the things in which god had created me to do and um so i just kind of went along went through life and you know um the first couple years of marriage i I mean, I didn't. I had no idea what I was doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it took me some time to realize that you know that God had created the perfect uh, help meet for me. And um, you know, I, I vividly remember those first couple years, just finding myself, you know, at work or you know, um, uh, in the community, you know, engaging in conversations that that you know that didn't honor my wife. Right. And um, I just thank God that you know when the lights finally came on. Um, for me in that season uh, during the surgery that I hadn't done anything catastrophic that would have caused me to lose um, to you know to, to lose her right. um, and you know and God was still merciful and gracious enough to um, to allow me to get through that situation and, and to ultimately to, to begin to figure out why I was created. I mean, I think some of us as adults, um, men and even women in general and men, women as well go through life and we never understand that. Why, mm-hmm. you know, if God created the sun and, and for a reason and the moon and the, and the grass and everything that he created, the, the, you know, the Bible said it was, and it, it was good. And he, you know, and it was for a reason and a purpose. And he had that same reason and purpose for man. And so people go through life the whole life and not understanding their why or why was they create why would they create it and so i mean i was you know and again i could think in that lean season um you know that from 28 years old when i first got married to 36 years old i i didn't even i didn't know my why and so discovering that uh um and that foundation of who i was really who i was and really applying the word of god so i knew the word i can quote scriptures but I, you know it was a gap between the knowledge and the application of, of of what i knew and that's really where that where that real you know as an educator we teach students we know we don't want them just to have a surface level knowledge you know real real understanding is when you can explain something mm-hmm. um and you, you can teach it to someone else and so i was able probably just to tell you what you know you know what, what philippians uh 413 said uh but i couldn't tell you what it really was as right. far as the application of my life and i think that's where um where my life just changed for the better um after that point you know and janabu um this is a great segue into the 
question now talking about your son and your sons, because um, I mentioned earlier that uh, I found about found out about you through Lauren, um, who sent me a link to your video of you and your youngest son, Joshua, when it went viral. And so now that you mentioned about that gap between um, having the head knowledge and then it being in a hot heart knowledge that there was a gap. I wanted to know um, just as a just a sidebar. Was this something that you did with um, your oldest son a day? Or was was that during that period where you said, well, no, I was really, it wasn't the same. How was it with the day as it was different from Joshua? Yeah, so, I mean, a day was, was totally different than, than Joshua. Um, uh, you know, I made a lot, you know, I believe that I'm a, part of the reason I'm a good a good parent right now, a great parent, is because I made some mistakes. So, yeah. you know, you know, again, going back to sometimes you don't know what you don't know. If I had to do all over again with, the, you know, you know, my son, I had my, my um, oldest son a day when I was 21 years old. Um, and 21, I was still running around. I wanted to hang out in Cancun with my friends and, you know, play video games. And I never really realized the gift, the precious gift that God had bestowed upon me. And I just thought that in that season that my my presence, you know, my, you know that that no, that 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 a day just needed presence from me. Mm-hmm. So I would give him things to kind of make up for lost times and 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 not physically being there. And, it, you know, what I come to realize now looking back was it wasn't really presence you know gifts so to say that it was really my presence that mm-hmm. a day needed um and so um i think the difference you know again you know um i was a young dad then i was 21 years old um and i you know hadn't graduated from from college yet um cause, because when i found out that a day was you know going to be born um i left school and and you know tr- you know worked and you know tried to make sure i did things so so we can provide for for a day um, but I, it was just, again, it would, I had no direction mm-hmm. in, in that season. And so, you know, as I begin to grow, uh, spiritually as well as professionally, even in that season, I realized that, you know, the power of affirmations, the power of really, you know, um, one of the things that I learned and I really did apply was, you know, calling those things that be not as though they were right. um, and, and and really being able to write a vision, make it plain. So, you know, you can, you know, that, so that as I continue to read it, that I can begin to run. So I knew that there were that there was power in affirmation. There was power in, you know, you know, really reciting things and and um, and to the point in which you believed it. And so, you know, um, I probably, you know, I didn't do all of those things uh, with the day and really, you know, in the spirit of transparency, you know, my son, our 21 year old son, him and I really, really didn't really become close um, probably over the last three you know, I would say three years, we really, really became close that we have, a, you know, a solid relationship. Um, you know, again, it was more so um, due to um, just me, again, not knowing, um, you know, being mis- mis- misled as far as what it, what a day really wanted and needed from me um, through those, you know, those teenage years um, as I was going out trying to find my way and become you know, um, a man, a successful man. Um, I, I know I miss missed him um, in the, in a portion of that season. You know, because John, I was going to ask you too, as you mentioned today, is that now that he watches you and see your a video go viral um, of how and everybody's praising you, how great a dad you are, and what a great influence you're being on on Joshua. I was going to ask you, how did that make him feel? What's his? What did he ever talk to you about, it, or did he express that to you as you guys were kind of building and rebuilding your relationship? 
No, I mean, he he mentions it. He was like, oh, wow, that, that is kind of cool. Like, mm-hmm. that that's cool. So, you know, um, you know, it's, it's funny, you know, as you grow, go get your children get older, um, you know, you're always going to be, you know, a parent. But I noticed that, you know, my relationship with the day has evolved and it's kind of shifted. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, I'm not the same parent to a day that I am to Joshua. Right. I see that my relationship with a day is kind of shifted. I'm more so like a almost like a coach, mm-hmm. you know, like. You know, Dave's graduated from high from college. He he has a job. He's successful. He works for Amazon. He relocated to uh, Marino Valley, Marino Valley, California. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I can't say, hey, listen, you need to go to bed at nine o'clock. You know, <laughs> right. he, you know, he's all the way across the country. So, you know, I just thank God that I had you know a, a strong enough relationship where I could influence him. Um, and you know, my prayer for him every day is that God will continue to put other you know believers around him who would remind him of who he not just who he is, but whose he is. Right. Um, so it's more so of a coach and more so an advisor in this season with him. But I mean, he, um, you know, we have, you know, at least that's what he said to me. He's like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like, you know, he knows the video, you know, went viral. I didn't get any, um, any uh, side eye comments, mm-hmm. so to say, from mm-hmm. him. Like, you know, so uh, I, I think it's good. <laughs> you know, uh, now let's talk about Joshua and this this pledge that's gone viral in your interaction with him. I, I mentioned earlier that I developed a pledge with my son when he was about five years old and he's now 22. And mm-hmm. I did it because of my background in education, um, because I wanted to equip him against, um, you know, the school system. I hate to say it that way, mm-hmm. but a school mm-hmm. system and a social culture. I knew that could be somewhat negative and demoralizing, somewhat challenging sometimes because, you know, how kids can be. Mm-hmm. And I knew the toughest challenge for him would be probably middle school trying to fit in and get accepted by his peers. So I figured I'd start early <laughs> at five. So I prepared for middle school and it worked. And also with my daughter as well, that they did not give in to peer pressure because of um, what we used to practice while we were in the car. But I, I want to know from you, um, why was developing your pledge um, with Josh was so important to you? I know why I did it. Yeah. I mean, it was really important to me again, uh, you know, um, as an educator, you know, you see kids every single day who come into school. Right. And, you know, they they're defeated soon. They hit the door. Yeah. I mean, they just you know, they're not happy. Uh, um, You know, parents may have woke waking them up, you know, you know, late, uh, you know, screaming at them. You know, um, get out the bed. You know, you're making me late. Or you know, fussing with them in the morning, and it, that that young man or that student may not be ready to learn until maybe ten or eleven o'clock. And so, you know, the thought was, you know, I need to make sure that when my son gets gets to school, that he re- he reminding him every day of who he is, mm-hmm. of of who he is, and what the expectations are of him because he's a Williams Mm. and that he, you know, and also that, that he's loved. Um, so, you know, my wife and I, we did speak about it. And, um, so when, you know, um, um, so when we created it, um, it was really, what are those things that we want to see in him? You know, what are those things, you know, and again, it wasn't just words, you know, when he first started it, he was, um, you know, Joshua was nine now, but when he first started, he was only six years old. And we really wanted to make sure he not just was something he was reciting. So when we talk about, you know, a part of, of the of the of, of the pledge, he says, I am mature. I am intelligent. Mm-hmm. I am secure within myself physically and emotionally. And I just saw so many young men, you know, just not ever hearing that 
that, that, that they're intelligent, right. that, you know, that, that, that what is secure within yourself means, hmm. you know, it means that you are enough that regard. I don't care. You know, we play, we've all played the dozens in school and, you know, joked around, you know, someone's head might be big or, you know, yeah. for women, you know, you might not be as developed as the appear. And so we walk around and we allow our peers to label us and put these stigmas on us. And that's ultimately what we, what, what children believe. And so I wanted him to know, um, it was important for him, me to make sure he knew that when he walked up into this school, he, you know, he was ready to learn, that he knew what's expected of him, and that he was destined for greatness. Right. And I, just now, I love it, too, um, for the fact is what you said, it just something left of my spirit. You says reminding him of who he is and the expectations and that he's loved. It sounds to me, not only are you being a father, you sound like the father. Hmm. Imagine us getting up every morning and God reminding us of who we are in Christ. Wow. And as a son, as a child, as an adopted son of the father, this is what I expect of you to represent me. That's right. Not misrepresent me. That's right. To Make me known to others because you're there. Let your light shine before men so they can glorify your father in heaven. You represent me. And to know, which I think we miss a lot, that you're loved. That's right. Oh, my God. And that, that right. had to be anointed, Janabi. I don't know if you even knew it when you were doing it. <laughs> wow. And, and again, I, I'm, I'm sure I, I, I don't. Again, it was just something that I just thought that he needed um, in that season. I mean, you know, spirit of transparency. I mean, I was getting multiple calls from school and, mm-hmm. you know, you know, Joshua was my son is active. He's very right. busy. I mean, but he's extremely gifted academically. And just like most, you know, boys, you know, that I mentor hundreds, you know, thousands of young men throughout the country. Right. And I see so many boys who, you know, you know, they, they're not going to sit in a chair with their backs against the, the, the chair, feet pressed firmly on the floor with their hands, you know, you know, interlocked, sitting on their desk, waiting to learn. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, my son, for whatever reason, he wanted to sit with his legs crisscrossed in the chair, um, you know, and <laughs> sit on. It. But his teacher was saying, no, that's you need to sit in a learning position. Right. And so for her, he was not sitting in a learning position. He had no problem learning the material. But mm-hmm. for her, he wasn't sitting in a learning position. So right. it was really for me, you know, when I talk about being present in, 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 in my son's life, it was being an active participant in him going to school. Mm-hmm. So when his when there was an issue at school, mom didn't just go. We both knew. So because I was present in his life, I knew that in that season of his life, he needed he needed me to be more present. He needed right. me to be there with him every morning. So we adjusted my schedule. So no, 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 no. I'm taking him to school. I want to make sure he starts his day off, you know, the right the right way. Mm-hmm. And we begin to see you know, um, his behavior shift, um, you know, in that season. So, you know, um, <laughs> you know, I still got to remind him, you know, once or twice a week, to, you know, to, to, to slow it down and to think before he reacts. But, um, you know, it's just a, 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 a privilege for me to be, you know, um, to, you know, to have this role and, you know, in my son's life and to be there to literally, you know, help to shape him like clay into the mighty man of valor that I know that God has predestined him to be before my wife and I even decided to uh, 
to uh, to have him. You know, and the great things that he's hearing these words coming from his father. I mean, even Jesus was affirmed by the father when he's being baptized. Said, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. That's right. Now, That's if you right. think of a person who wouldn't need anybody to affirm him, you would think it'd be Jesus Christ. He was perfect. Right. He was God in, in human mm. form. But I think God was sending us a loud and clear message. He affirmed Jesus before Jesus even did anything. Wow. So Jesus didn't have to do it to perform for God. He says, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. And Jesus had not healed anybody yet. Wow. He'd done anything. Yeah. And so yeah. I think that's a clear message to us as fathers that uh, we can't let our boys have to earn that affirmation. And by you right. being intentional of um, doing that, um, doing that pledge with him in the mornings, that is reminding him who he is. And he hasn't done anything yet, good or bad. That's right. That's but right. you remind him who he is. Now, now but I, you know, I hate to put you on the spot because we're going to um, put the link in the um, in the sh- in the show notes so they can okay. actually um, see you in, in Joshua in the car and listen to the pledge. But if you don't mind, could you tell us the pledge that um, that that you guys recite in the car in the morning? OK. So uh, it's a responsive reading. So, you know, you know, you know, I may, you know, I say a line and Joshua repeats right. the line. So, right. um, you know, the, in essence, it's uh, today is going to be a good day. Mm-hmm. I thank God for waking me up today. I'm going to school so I can learn, go to college and be the leader that God has created me to be. Today, I will be taught by my teachers. My mind will be alert. My heart will be receptive. And I will not leave the way I came. I'm going to be educated, empowered with the tools to be successful within my community and throughout the country. I am mature. I am intelligent. I am secure within myself physically and emotionally. I ignore inappropriate behavior in the classroom and throughout the school day. I apply myself daily. I study and I ask questions when I don't understand. When confronted with a problem or a conflict, I think before I react. I respect my parents and authorities. I appreciate all the skills and the tools that I have been taught. And at the appropriate time, I I will be sure to teach someone else so they can be successful in life too. I am extremely proud to be the next generation of Christian leaders. I accept responsibility and I love the challenge. Wow, I love it, man. <laughs> Thank you, know, you. As you're sharing that, and I watched it, I kept thinking to myself, because you can't help but think, even as a grown man, that if I would have had that kind of influence on me um, when I was going to school, because, I mean, I grew up rough, man. I didn't have a, a dad. My dad wasn't there, and, you know, I didn't even see um, married people, you know. And wow. most of the boys I knew in my community didn't have fathers. I didn't, I don't think only one kid I knew, that was my godbrother, who had a father. Wow. And so um, having that affirmation and hearing that and having them recite that, they got to watch it. And we'll put that in the show notes. You know, but as you're also going through that, I told you that I used to do one for uh, my son. I wasn't okay. as sophisticated and as well versed <laughs> as you were. Because I was like you were saying before, um, I didn't know what I was doing. Wow. <laughs> so wow. I was learning by trial and error. But I knew with me, I wanted to kind of like make it like a game for them. And okay. I never shared this publicly on the air, but I'm going to share it now since you're on okay. the air. Because okay. I want the men out there who are listening to know that... Th- we're not saying that there's a formula to this. That's right. That there's a, you got to do it this way or it won't work. No. What we're telling you is to look at the idea. The idea is, like you said, reminding them of who they are, the expectations in that they're loved. You can do mm-hmm. that in a variety of ways. I love what you just did. I wish I would have thought of that. But what I did with my kids, I did it with my son as well as my daughter. 
what I would do, we call them the Martin Mantras. Wow. All right. Okay. <laughs> the Martin mantras. And what I would do is I would lead them. I would teach them the mantras and then I would lead them and they will respond. No different than what you did with Josh. Okay. You would have say something. He repeated that kind of thing. And you repeat what he says. But this is where we used to do it. I would start by telling Kendall or Faith, if they're in the car with me, I said, if I believe I can do it, then they have to give me the responses. If I believe I can do it, they would say, God will see to it. Hmm. Right. Okay. <laughs> and then I would say, if I do my best, they say, God will do the rest. Wow. I say, even if I fall, what? They say, God controls it all. If I lie, God will what? God will always deny. Mm. No matter what people say, and this was so important, Janabu. I said, no matter what people say, they say, God loves me anyway. Wow. I know I have favor. Why? They said, because Jesus is my savior. And whenever okay. God tells me how, what? I must obey right now. Wow. And so that's nothing. That's not as, 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 as eloquent wow. <laughs> or poetic because I love what you did. But what I'm telling you, it doesn't have to be complicated. What that's you're doing. Right. That's why I think you summarized it best. Just reminding them of who they are that's right. and the expectations that's right. in that they're loved. Every kid, not only Everything. our son, but every child needs to know that. And nothing is better than them receiving it from their father. That's right. From their that's father. Right. That's right. That's now, right. Janabu, I want to ask you this, man, as far because there's an age gap between a day and Joshua. And so you're talking about a 13 year age gap. Yep. And so you've seen a lot of change from when you were father then. But I'm talking about with cultural change how do you think that we've had is do you think you've had to parent differently because of the changes now in time or do you think pretty much it still stays the same i want to know what has been some of the challenges over the decades of what you've seen now working with a, a younger boy as opposed to your older son yeah i think definitely social media yeah, yeah <laughs> social maybe. media social social media has changed the the the, the, the game i mean you know the, the i think the most recent data says that um, you know, 85 percent of, 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 of boys um, 11 and up, uh, you know, um, have, you know, have seen porn mm-hmm. or introduced to porn through through, you know, through the Internet. I mean, when we were growing up, I mean, you know, if you can get a, 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 a peek at a jet magazine while you was getting a haircut. Um, you know that that was yeah. that was the closest oh. thing you would you was getting to see. You don't know, don't you go know, there. A, a woman. <laughs> but uh, I mean, when you can click on, you know, you know, my my youngest son, yeah, a couple of weeks ago, um, he, he was trying to type in Nickelodeon into YouTube, and I don't know what he got a character wrong. And we, but before we looked up, before we knew it, there was a, a woman with her, you know, um, washing her boobs, mm-hmm. and so he was, you know, you know, and and so it just. The difference between a you know a day and Joshua, it's really make I need to be even more present, yeah, um, and really you know again not just giving him devices, you know you know he you know Joshua doesn't when a day was growing up he had a TV in his room, he was able to do his homework in his room, he had a video game in his room, mm-hmm. and so now that I look up, I mean he was able to create his own little world. Mm-hmm. I mean you know basically he had his. A studio apartment. All, <laughs> right. all he needed was just a, just a bathroom because we even let him eat his food in his room. Right. So I mean, again, so you know, going back to that old adage, sometimes you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And we're thinking, hey, I'm giving him something because, hey, I didn't have this when I was growing up, and I want my son to have what I didn't have. 
And it still needs to be parameters and it still needs to be, you know, you know, uh, nothing is going to replace the actual communication interaction of a, of a, of a parent and, and their child, a positive and a healthy uh, communication. So now, Joshua, there's no TV in his room. Mm-hmm. We have one TV in our house we, and we and we share the TV. Mm-hmm. So it also reminds me that I can't go and be watching something that's 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 inappropriate you know, uh, um, you know, because my son is is watching, would at least be hearing that same TV. Right. Joshua does his his homework right in the living room, where he can be supported, where we can monitor him. Um, he doesn't have that liberty that that a day, you know, that a day had. Not you know, for me, uh, my wife and I, we've noticed that um, it's helped us to strengthen our relationship that we have with 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 Joshua, um, and you know, giving him the support that he needs during these formidable years of his of his life. Mm-hmm. You know, and you bring up a, a great point, and I'm hoping the men, um, I want to emphasize it because I think this is important for men to understand that with now with social media and all the things that they have access to, I've heard somebody say once that now with uh, with cell phones and you know mm. and, and the mobility and getting information now that we don't have to have to look for porn. Porn looks for us. Hello, you know, Hello. It, it, it'll find you and Hello. anything that's inappropriate for your children. It now will find them. They don't even have to go looking for it. That's right. And so since you and, and then you have men who go overboard and say, okay, I'm going to try to control everything. You can't. It's impossible mm-hmm. because you don't know about somebody else's cell phone. That's uh, right. Some, one of their friends. So one of the things I, I really want to emphasize and I want the men to listen to this is that the main things that you said about being present with your children, you got to be even more so now and more diligent of being present. You can't protect them from everything. But here's one of the best ways, at least I've found, and I'm sure you would agree with me, is mm-hmm. that you got to keep the lines of communication open about all the stuff that they're exposed to. And one way to do that is to make sure they don't feel shame. That's right. They don't feel shame because that's, right. that's, what, will, that's what will keep your son from talking to you about uh, inappropriate stuff that he sees or he's exposed to. I remember the first time um, Kendall, he's going to hate that I'm putting this on the air, but I remember um, when he had told me he was at a friend's house and he saw, um, I think it was American Pie or something, some movie, hmm. and it had a very explicit scene in it and he told me about it and he felt bad that he had watched it. And I, I I affirmed him and he's like, Dad, what do you mean? You tell me, you, you, what did you congratulate me on? I said, that you brought it to me and you told me about it. I said the option would have been for you to hide it. That's and right. By you hiding it, I said you give the enemy um, room to operate to make it even worse. That's right. And so, I, so we started talking about everything when it came down to sexual temptation, because I wanted him to know that he didn't have to be embarrassed to talk to me about it. And I told him That's about right. stuff I struggled with. That's right. That's you know, right. So I, when you say about we have to be more present, because some men will probably feel like they want to throw their hands up in there. There's nothing we can do. Yes, there is something we can do. That's we right. have to be more intentional and more engaged and more present in their lives, not controlling it, but being there and being a sounding board. Because my thing is, this: would you rather be in his ear or have his friends talking to him? Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hello. I know. I know. I first learned about you know. I know that's uh, right. Conversations about sex and, 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 and you know and things like that. You know, I learned it from a from a from a, uh, a guy who was one year older than me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. So you know, you know, that's the university that I went to. I know so, that's right. Uh, and we don't. And we need to prevent that, Pam, because I, exactly. I I tell my children all the time. I said, 
I said, who are you talking to? Said, I'm talking to my friends. I said, how old are they? 14, 15. I said, they only have 14 or 15 years of living experience. Hello. I said, what are you talking right. to them for? <laughs> I said, you want to talk to me? You're absolutely right. But, you know, I'm, we're running right. out of time. I can't believe the time is going by so fast. But I want to squeeze in at least one more question before we go okay. to the infamous man of questions. Because, Janabu, I'm not going to let you get out of here before we okay. um, run you through the man up question gauntlet. But I got one more last question for you because I know there's a man out there who's listening to this. I'm always trying to put myself in their place. And it's easy to sit here and admire you as we're having this discussion and admire you as a father and as a spiritual leader of your home. Um, but I work with mentor and coach and disciple men myself who aspire to be the kind of father that you are, but they didn't have the kind of foundation that you had or at least uh, was equipped to do the things that you're doing for your son right now. What mm-hmm. advice would you give to these type of men who out there who came from a traumatic, maybe come from a traumatic home environment who struggling to be the kind of father that you are because they had no blueprint? What would you tell wow. them? So, I mean, I just think that first and foremost, I mean, they, you know, um, the, ch- the change that you desire in anyone, mm-hmm. um, I learned starts with you. Yeah. Um, and so it, it starts with you. You know, sometimes, I mean, you know, you know, some of us, you know, we don't even call it, you know, trauma. But yeah. some of us, even as grown men, have been through traumatic oh, yeah. situations. And I mean, when you've seen, you know, you've lost, a, you know, multiple loved ones or you've seen the death of someone. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if you, you know, uh, um, uh, you know, th- that's trauma. Yeah. You know, we don't call it we don't call it that. And even in the African-American community, I mean, we frown upon mental health. Right. We frown, you know, you know, oh, man, you don't you don't need to go see a therapist. And, you know, really, you know, and so, you know, if you take, you know, the fact that we don't know who we are in Christ, we don't have a foundation in Christ. And then we also are dealing with these traumatic situations that we never sought and got help for. We can't be fully who we need to be or who our, you know, who our sons or children need for us to be in the relationship. So my first advice would be that you have to 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 seek out and figure out, you know, who you know, who you are in Christ and who God, you know, and, and, I, and that comes with, you know, being connected to some local local fellowship or, you know, I think the. um the uh, uh, your podcast, the Real Men Connect. I saw some great resources on there for men mm-hmm. um, that they can go and use and get get some direction. But I think that it, it really, really starts with um, you know, um, I, I, I tell men I, I try to worry about the things that I can control. Mm-hmm. I've had men come to me and say, "Hey, well, I'm you know, you know, I only see my son every other weekend and 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 things of that nature. My son doesn't live with me, and um, so I still say, worry about the things that we, we you can control. Mm-hmm. And what's very important for me in this season is that everything that I say to my son, that what I say and what I do, that is congruent, that it all lines up, that I'm not telling him to do one thing, you know, telling him about respecting women and, and then, you know, we're riding in the car and or when a woman walks down the street, you know, I'm, 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 I'm doing a, a 360 degree mm-hmm. uh, uh, turn, mm-hmm. you know, you know, gawking at a, you know, at, at a woman because, you know, um, you know, uh, I think it was Frederick Douglass who once said that, you know, children may never, they may not never remember, you know, a thing that we tell them, right. but they will always remember what we do. Amen. And so, you know, is that, you know, you know, for me is that in this season of my life, I want to live a life that's, you know, for me, that's pleasing and acceptable unto God. And if I know that God is pleased with, with what I do, that is synonymous with honoring my wife. It's synonymous with, you know, honoring my children and setting an example for them. Not a perfect man, mm-hmm. not a perfect man, but one who just wakes up each and every day. And my goal and my intent is to honor, is, is to honor the father. And so I think for me, just the advice that I would give them is that 
you know, you know, um, that you have to, you, you know, what you again, what you say and what you do has to line up. We can't tell one tell our children one thing and, li- and and live something else. And I think that that, you know, children will grow up and, and resent us if they think and feel that that there's a, a disconnect in, in, in things like that. Yeah. And Janabu, thank you for, uh, for sharing that, because I think that's important for us to hear, because basically what you're saying is that if um, we can't use as an excuse that we weren't raised the right way, we didn't have the blueprint, we didn't have the right. role model. Basically, what you're saying is that be the change in your son that you want to see. That's right. Be that change. And also the Bible tells us in all you're getting, get understanding. That's Don't right. Use ignorance as an excuse. Yeah. Why to yes. get the understanding that you need? Yeah. And you can do that if you humble yourself. If we humble ourselves and ask somebody, I don't know what I'm doing. Will you help me? Um, they will. And I know That's with right. me, it, it took me a while to get the lesson. But I remember going to my spiritual father, who's now my spiritual um, father mentor. That man has eight kids. And I was 33 years old. I made more wow. money than him, had more education. And I remember telling him, I said, man, I know you got eight kids, but would you adopt one more? <laughs> and he just broke down crying. I said, because I don't know how to do this thing called manhood. I don't know. Wow. And and I didn't understand. I didn't get it. So he's so I got understanding. So thanks for um, for clearing that up for us, because I don't want to see men use their past as an excuse. I always tell That's men right. all the time that your past may explain you, but it doesn't excuse you. And, and it doesn't define you. And it doesn't That's define right. you. Exactly. Right. It doesn't right. define That's who right. you are um, as a man. But right. now it's, it's time. I can't believe the time is going by so fast. <laughs> but, but I'm not going to let you get out of here before we get into the man of questions. Okay. And um, you're not that familiar with the show, but it's when we ask five quick questions, starting with the letters M-A-N-U-P. And all it requires is your fearless honesty. Um, okay. Which you won't have a problem with at all because you've already been transparent with us. Okay. So the question is, Janabu, are you ready? Yes, sir. All right. Mm. And we'll get started right after this short break. Hey, Mighty Warrior, how would you like to hang out with a group of real men who really get you? I'm talking about a group of men who are purpose-driven, love God, and have a sincere desire to win as men, husbands, fathers, and as leaders. I'm talking about real men who understand your desires as well as your doubts. Your hunger for success and significance, as well as your struggles with life and even lust. Well, look no further because we've created the first ever private college campus on Facebook just for Christian men called Real Men University. But don't you worry, the tuition is free, but the education, support, and friends you'll meet will be priceless. So if you'd like to join a group of like-minded, non-judgmental Christian men who are all looking to take their faith, family, and finances to the next level, then just go over to realmenuniversity.com and request to join. That's realmenuniversity.com, and I'll see you on campus. Welcome back, Mighty Men of God. I'm with my guest, Janabu Williams, who is also a special education supervisor in the Patterson Public School District and the international director of Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated Male Mentoring and Program. And I got to tell you, I've had a, a pleasure having him on the show. And he's been giving us some great advice, some great tips on how to build a solid foundation for our boys as, as they transition into manhood. And he said he's going to answer and tackle the man of questions. So, Janabu, here's the first question. It starts with letter M and it stands for okay. mistake. What has been the biggest mistake that the mistake that you learned the most from in being a father? So I'll probably say the biggest mistake for me uh, in being a father was was, again, just think that um, that this notion of feeling that that um, that my actual physical time 
that I sp- that I would should be spending with my son could be replaced through through things, through objects, mm-hmm. and and thinking that I oh man I didn't have enough money to to you know to do certain certain things so i wouldn't you know you know when my oldest son i may not have showed up or you know because i felt like i i couldn't do what what other people in his family were doing for him and what i again looking back now i realized that that was uh you know a, a clear misunderstanding was really what my son really needed and he desired was really my presence and not, you know, presence, mm-hmm. you know, and gifts, so to say. And um, so I'm very, very intentional in this season and making sure that I'm that that I'm very, very present in my 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 um, my youngest son's life. And that means being an active, you know, you know, I know I know his teachers. I know his caregivers. I know his mm-hmm. friends. Mm-hmm. I know who he's hanging around. I know, you know, so I ask him, hey, how's how's uh, um you know, how's Kendall today? You know, how, you know, how, how was Jason today? Mm -hmm. You know, you know, I'm asking him about his friends because I know his friends and, you know, we have a very, very healthy and active relationship, but that was really because of, you know, a mistake that I, you know, that I, what I now know is a, was a mistake and how I approached my whole fathering, um, um, with my boys. All right, very good. Basically, you're saying do what you what you can with what you have and show. That's right. Be present. That's right. That's right. right. Now, that was a mistake that you made. Now we're gonna go with the A. And the A stands for attitude. If you could change one attitude in the hearts of man, uh, hearts of fathers, what would it be? I would just say that um, that um, knowing that that you are enough. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a lot of men struggle with inadequacies and yeah. feelings that, you know, hey, I'm I'm not enough or, you know, then, you know, again, so many of our fathers are co-parenting and, you know, may, you know, may not have the their sons in their life, you know, every night of the week. And so um, I know that that weighs heavy on a lot of men. Yeah. And um, but, you know, I think that, again, um, you you are enough that, you know, mm-hmm. God created created you um, and, and there is enough, in, you know, in you and we we just need to, again, understand, I think you hit the nail on the head a little earlier when we were talking is that, you know, the change that you ultimately desire within your within your children, that it starts with you. And, you know, just kind of committing yourself the first step in changing a situation is you have to master the art of just showing up. Yeah, <laughs> just showing up there. And I just think that, um, you know, if we can change our attitudes uh, with that. I just think that a lot more men would um, would would uh, would grow and their relationship with their, with their children would grow um, a, a lot quicker. And Janaba, you, you hit it perfectly. And I want men to it's worth repeating that that you're enough. Hmm. You're enough. You're more powerful than you think. You're more valuable than you know. You are enough. That's and right. You can prove it because God chose you for that kid. That's right. That's right. You know, He chose you as Joshua's father, not my. Not That's me. right. That's he right. Chose That's me right. As Kendall's father, not you. So God That's knew right. what He was doing. It was not a mistake. <laughs> now, That's right. let's go with the letter N. The N stands for next. And you obviously have, have committed your life to service and working with kids in the school district and working in. Um, pointing not only to your own kids but other people's kids, what would be the next big thing you would do? The N stands for next. Next big thing you would do, Janaba, for the kingdom if you couldn't fail. Um, but I think the next big thing I would uh, I would be able to um, to to leave my job as a as an as an educator. I would be able to uh, to travel around the country and and um, with a, with a quadri of, of, of believers, mm-hmm. um, you know, men, and and we would we would go into communities, um, you know, um, urban communities, and and really really um, you know empower and you know um, support those you know fathers right. and, as well as young men. 
Um, you know, I just think that that's what, you know, all of us who, when we do work, civic work and things within the community, a lot of us are doing that in conjunction with is, you know, I mean, I mean it's never instead of. Mm-hmm. And so I think if we were able to kind of just remove and say, hey, this is what we're doing and knowing that we can do this and not, um, you know, uh, our families or, you know, our homes would not be negatively impact financially, you know, spiritually or emotionally. I think that uh, that we could really do some amazing things in the kingdom, um, you know, if we just get had some uh, other what I call mighty men of valor who right. would step up and take their rightful place in the community. And um, I believe that we can take back our communities. Um, somebody t- once told me that when men stand up, bo- you know, boys sit down oh. and we have a lot of men and, you know, you know, boys in the community who are standing up because there's a, an, a, a huge gap um, or a void of men of real men and not, you know, I mean, godly men within the community. You know, I'll tell you, my spiritual father I mentioned earlier, who what he said, he says, if a village doesn't raise his boys, the boys will burn down to burn down the village. So, yeah, listen, <laughs> and he said, that, he said, that's an old African yeah. problem. And so right. it says, the boys will burn down a village to feel to feel its warmth. No, that's the end. Goodness. That's the end part of it. Wow. It, that, I they, never heard that part burn of it. Wow. down the village just to feel its warmth. Wow. Yep. There's an African proverb. Yep. So, wow. you yeah, go figure. Yep. Yeah, man, I tell you. <laughs> Now, the U stands for understand. And when you were younger, what was the one thing you didn't understand about being a man, but you understand better now? So um, I didn't understand um, that. uh, I mean, there's a verse in the Bible that just talks about um, success. Mm -hmm. And um, but, you know, that all success isn't good success. And uh, I, you know, I struggled, you know, I know in my earlier years, um, just just trying to be successful. I'm just trying to do things and make money and uh, you know um, things that I, that the world would say were were successful. But it, you know, um, in this season of my life, I've, I've learned that uh, the steps of a good man are ordered by God, mm. ordered by the Lord. And so um, I just think that um, that you know having that understanding that you know um, that what I do before I make a decision, you know, that I'm going to God in prayer. Um, I'm going from God in prayer to really, you know, going to my wife and sharing that information with my wife and making sure that we're on one accord before I make any, you know, major decision and, you know, in, you know, in my life. And um, so, you know, I just think that, you know, that was something that I didn't understand, but I do understand now the power of, um, of uh, making sure that, that, um, that what I do, um, you know, that um, it's ordered by God. Mm-hmm. Well said, man. Well said. You know, I was watching a, a video and I saw Will Smith, Will Smith on it. And and he was talking about one of the biggest mistakes that he made. He didn't understand when he was uh, what he understands now that he didn't understand when he was younger. He thought that making money and winning at the mm. game was going to be success. And he says that um, he made the money and was winning, but he was losing in his marriage mm. and he was losing in his relationship with his kids. He said because he thought money and winning was enough. Wow. You know, wow. Thought, wow. Well, how profound is that? Now, here's the last one. And we'll get you out of here, Janabu. Um, okay. P stands for problem. And um, as a mighty man of God, which you are, what problem in your life do you still struggle with as a man even today? Well, I mean, for me, it's just about being patient because, <laughs> you know, um, again, in the age we live in the age of social media. So, again, if you got, you know, you know, let's say you have a thousand friends on Facebook. 
you know, those thousand friends all there when they post something on Facebook or social media, whatever the, the, the platform is, they're all posting their wins. Everyone posts right. with their wins. Right. Right. Like no one posts, this, you know, the, the areas of opportunity or the things in which all the losses mm-hmm. per se. And so you can if you're not careful, you would you will begin to think and, and, and feel like, wow, everyone is winning except for me. me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, what what am I doing wrong? And so one of the things in which, you know, the problems that I know I struggle with is just being patient. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I mean, what I've learned is that, you know, um, is that in between the promise, the things in which God has promised for us and declared for us and the manifestation of them that we have to do the work. That, you know, that we still have to stay the course and that all things work together for the good, that those who love the Lord and who are called according to his purpose. So I'm always reminding myself of those things. Um, and and I know that um, that, um, you know, again, it may not um, a, a lot of men inclusive of, 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 of me, you know, at times, you know, may miss their season because they just refuse to wait on the Lord. And we want to just go ahead and kind of, you know, let me kind of you know put 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 insert themselves into situations um and 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 you and you miss it um but again uh, the bible says that they that wait on the lord shall renew their strength they shall mount up like wings of eagles they shall run and not faint and so i've been able to run in this season because i've been you know you know every day i'm reminding myself that i just have to wait on the lord and and, and i know that um that my day and my season you know is going to come um a part of it is here because i know a part of it is me connecting to you and the thousands of people that we're going to be able to impact through this podcast Mm -hmm. um and through you know um the real men connect ministry and so i'm just honored and and, and privileged to be connected to you um uh in this season and and continue to do the things that in which god has called for 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 you and i to do in this season great job janabu what a great way to to close out the show um you did a great job answering those questions thank you for your your transparency and honesty and vulnerability and you're right. I, I never looked at it that way that that on social media, we're posting all these wins. It makes you start questioning how come I'm not winning. That's right. Everybody else is. You know, I tell people all the time when it comes to social media, I said, that's not real life. That's the highlight reel. That's right. <laughs> that's right. That's not right. The real that's right. Stuff. That's right. That's but, <laughs> I, but I never looked at it from that perspective of that. We're asking ourselves, how come everybody's winning? except for me. So I think that those last statements were perfect. And guys, we've reached the end of our show today, but don't you worry, we'll be back to do it all again with a new guest, with new insights and new lessons. So make sure you don't miss it. And I'd like to thank my guest, Janabu Williams, for joining us today and for being so gracious with his time. Janabu, thank you so much, man, for uh, just blessing us today, man, with your presence. Uh, thank you for having man i just want you to you know again just be encouraged yourself um just you know again i didn't last week i didn't even know who you were mm-hmm. and i'm just reading and looking through your website and um i just cannot wait to share uh your website your resources for men for for fathers for husbands with um the 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 network that i'm connected to because i just know that these is this is exactly what more men need to need to see um and so um, i thank you for all of what you're doing i continue to be encouraged i definitely will you know um be in prayer for you and your family and your ministry that god will continue to enlarge your territory um as you continue to seek him first so um thank you for for having me here now um, I look forward to you know um, coming back and and connecting with you on 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 a, on on anything that God puts on your heart. So uh, this is this is not a one a one time a one time uh, a conversation that we're going to have. 
Thank you so much, Nabu. I can't tell you what that does for my spirit and my soul to, to hear that. I received that, man, and I'm I'm affirming that in my spirit, and I'm hoping that every man out there, um, they heard what you just said, because if we all did that in spreading the word, I mean, that's why we do these podcasts, because we want um, to give men the instruction that they need as far as the advice and as well as encouragement, and let them know that these are real men. This, re- that's right. this name of the show is Intentional, Real Men Connect, and I, I believe that we have a, a great relationship that we're going to start to build on because of this show and like you said i didn't know until lauren showed <laughs> shared with me the video and wow. so we know this is a divine appointment but just right. quickly for our listeners if they wanted to find out more about you and what you were doing and they wanted to reach out to you what would be the best way for them to contact you um well the best way probably would be right now again i don't have a website that's that's up and active mm-hmm. but what i would say is uh, i'm a very active uh, uh on um i have a linkedin profile mm-hmm. so if they go to linkedin.com and they you know typed in um janabu williams that's j-e-n-a-b-u uh last name williams into linkedin or even you know um they will be able to uh to connect with me um or you know, can email me directly at my first and last name mm-hmm. um janabu williams at gmail.com. That would probably be the best way. And I would think it'd be easy to find you because your name is so unique. So hopefully they'll be able to reach out to you. (laughs) Thank you so much for for sharing that with us. And what I'll do is I'll put that in the show notes as well. And so they'll have a link to the video as well as your contact information. Um, And guys, do us a quick favor. If you like today's show, um, which I enjoyed it, so I'm hoping that you enjoyed it too. This is so important. Take about 30 seconds to go over to iTunes and rate the program for us. It's the best way to help us get this program in the hands, ears, and hearts of men just like you. Guys, you've made this number one podcast for Christian men on iTunes, and we thank you for it. So please um, don't keep us a secret. Share us with your friends. So until next time, I'm Joe Martin, your man builder with RealMenConnect.com, reminding you that we are males by birth. But we are men by choice. So each and every day, choose to be the man God called and created you to be because a male is a terrible, terrible thing to waste. So until next time, stay strong, stay blessed. And as always, stay in God's grip. Thank you for listening to the Real Men Connect podcast with Dr. Joe Martin. Real Men Connect isn't just a podcast. It's a mission, ministry, and movement to help good men become the great men God called and created us to be. And the best is yet to come. So if you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and leave us a review in iTunes. It really helps us to build the podcast and to reach, teach, and impact more men, all for the glory of God. And make sure you check out realmenconnect.com to get our free tools and resources to help you go from good man to great man God's way. Again, that's realmenconnect.com. Thank you for listening. We'll see you in the next episode. 